In preparation for today's message, we shall be reading from the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 15, chapter 15, verse 22, and chapter 19, verse 20. 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. 15.22. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. 19.20. Listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Praise God for the reading of his word. You may now be seated. A pleasant good morning to everyone. I was reading the announcement about the typhoon and um, our reliable, most reliable Bicolano interpreter of weathers said it's a miracle there were gaps in the sky. Although not all Bicol was spared, there were heavy rains in other places. Here in Naga, at least, we were spared, so we thank God for that. But I'd like the congregation to know that we were prepared for you because one of the interpretations prior was it could become a Category 4, and that would be very, very strong. So the staff here with our admin was prepared to to light up the whole church because we do have a generator as we said earlier this year we would buy. So just in case, we were prepared for you. And, uh, but praise God, we didn't have to use it. Amen. We come right now to our sermon, but before that, I'd like to give a reminder to God's people why we gather we gather so we can worship together. If you look at all the whole Bible, there are two types of worship. The individual who comes to God alone, and we must practice that. And another thing that he expects, and that has been the practice of Israel and in the New Testament, when his people gather to worship together. I remember part of Nehemiah, when they just came from the exile and Ezra opened the book of the law and they gathered in the square and the book of the law was read from early morning until noon. They could have read the book of the law on their own or in their own time, but they gathered together and that has been the practice in the synagogues and that is a practice today. Now, if you think I'm at home because of technology, you can listen. And there is something that you have to understand. That when God asks for corporate worship, it means we are gathered together. The word church means the assembly of the righteous, of those who were called out. We must be an assembly. When they needed to, to pray that God's wrath be held, His judgment and punishment be held, the people gathered and humbled themselves. When there was an army attacking them, outnumbered, the king would call for everybody in Judah to gather and fast and pray together. They could have still be in their homes, but they called together. Now you might say, well, I listen to the word when I'm at home, and I hope you do it this way if ever you cannot come. When the word is preached, that is part of worship. What does that mean? You stop what you're doing and you listen. Because you put yourself in a position of respect to the Almighty God. Because this is how God speaks to us. In the Old Testament, He would speak to a few prophets but the priests would gather everybody to read the law 
of the Lord. A simple reminder to those who are still not showing respect to God's word as we gather. We should gather together. And number two, I have said this many years ago, we are all servants of the Lord. Can we say that I am a servant of the Lord? Which means be here on time. You act like a servant, not the boss. If you come here on your own leisurely time, you act like the boss. You're not the boss of God. We are all servants and children. He is Father and King. We don't come in our own sweet time. We suffer the early part of waking up, of looking at the time because I will join to worship my King. That is who we are. That's who we should be. Advisors, again from the book of Proverbs. We are believers, and as believers, the gospel should be the center of our lives. By grace, we should live it and proclaim it. The gospel, or God, through the gospel, wrote eternity in our hearts. And that will and should never change. Eternity in our hearts. This world is temporal. We do what we can. We serve however we can on earth. But this is not our final destination. But we still live on earth. Which means that we must deal with early, earthly things. Earthly things like work, marriage, planning, and wealth are temporal concepts. Brother, marriage is temporal? Yes, it's just on earth. And some of you are saying, why? Yet some of you are saying, praise God. <laughs> I'll be free. <laughs> yes, you will be free, so might as well enjoy your marriage while you're on earth. Amen? I didn't hear an amen. <sighs> Yet the Word of God instructs us to act wisely on these temporal things. Uh, there is a tension that we should be eternity-minded. Our mind must be on heavenly things, but not neglect and act wisely on the temporal things. The problem is some are too heavenly-minded. They neglect all wisdom from on the temporal things. Such, I remember the 80s, the time I was called by the Lord to faith. The motto then was, burn out for Jesus. They got burned out and quite a number had nervous breakdowns. And until today, some are having a hard time recovering from serving the Lord because it's burnout for Jesus. Of course, we don't teach burnout for Jesus. Burn continuously for Jesus is what we teach. There is a Sabbath, and you must respect the Sabbath. There is a family which you must take care of. There are earthly obligations you must take care of as well. Now, the other problem is people who are so earthly-minded that they're of no eternal use. They're useless when it comes to the mission of God. Instruments that do not honor God, but dishonor. Because they have a lot of excuses. Too many temporal concerns. Rather than trusting God and praying to God for wisdom, how do I deal with these temporal problems and serve you at the same time? I want to proclaim the gospel. I want to disciple others. I want to learn, yet I have these issues. And by God's grace, if you keep praying and seeking, He will. Guaranteed, as spoken in James 1, to those who need wisdom, He will. But some do not seek it because they're happy with their excuses. 
while on earth we should model the wisdom of the word. It is not a pleasant sight to see professing Christians who are heavenly minded make many regrettable mistakes because they did not listen to godly counsel and instruction. Whenever I have time with young people, we sort of try to create a mindset so that they are prepared for the major decisions of life, so they have less regrets on earth. Now, we all will make mistakes. It's part of being human. And our prayer is, the kind of mistakes we make, this is a paradox, but listen carefully, would be the right mistakes. What is the wrong mistake? <laughs> it's wrong and it's a mistake. Yeah, it's like double dead, right? Double dead fish. The kind of mistakes, because we all make mistakes, are mistakes we can easily flip. We can fix. But mistakes that will be a regret for life are some things that damage us forever. Now, unless it is part of God's plan. And we know that Joseph went through a difficult childhood. But that was part of the plan of God. He had to go through the worst so that he can lead everybody to safety. So that's why we study the book of wisdom, how to live on earth. As we have wrestled with doctrines in the book of Galatians and previously Hebrews and previously Ephesians and Romans, but we must wrestle with temporal wisdom. It is God's wisdom applied on earth. And one usual theme in Proverbs is the fool versus the wise. Now in Psalms, the fool is the one who says there is no God. In Proverbs, it's the one who does not fear God. Because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom if you do not know how to fear God or you don't understand the fear of God, you do not have wisdom because that is the beginning of wisdom. Let's read verse 15 of chapter 12. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Fools think their way is right. Now, that's in direct contrast with a wise person. The wise person listens to advice, which the fool does not do. The way of wisdom, God's way, the book of Proverbs, leads people to listen to advice. May I, may I just remind you, within the context of Proverbs, the one you seek advice from should be a person who fears the Lord. And not only that, one who is knowledgeable. Such we will see in the context. Although Proverbs are, are small, wise sayings, yet it still has a theme, a dominant theme to it. The fear of the Lord and the wisdom of God. Take note, when we seek for wise advice, it should be wise advice. Now, listening to advice from a fool is not wise. And who is the fool? A person who thinks he's always right. If you think you're always right, then you learn to seek advice, and you sought advice from somebody who thinks he's always right. You're still not that wise. But the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Therefore, how not to be a fool is to always countercheck ourselves. Is this what the Word of God says? Did I understand that clearly? Am I applying this properly? And that's where the community of believers comes in. Because you cannot be wise by yourself. The design of God, both in the old and the new, is to bless us. Two ways. One, directly. Number two is through the community of believers. 
Okay, so you still want to be on your own, sure. Don't listen to any advice. You know what's going to happen to you? It's a circle. A never-ending spiral. But the spiral does not rise. The spiral descends and keeps descending. And you're wondering why you're never out of this spiral and struggle for years and years and years and decades past. And you just have measured how far you have fallen instead of how far you have risen. That is your choice. But it is clear. Now, may I say, in every endeavor, especially in making major decisions, it is better to have more advisors, wise advisors. A skilled listener and thinker should make better sense with more perspectives. Now, here's the issue. Some do not like to hear advice because they are... brittle. They break easily. They do not like to hear advice that is counter what they feel. Because if they hear it, it breaks them. Another doesn't, don't like it because the head is empty. And if you listen to many advisors, the more confused you are. That's why we say, read God's word. Because as you listen to more, you can firm it up. Because you yourself have read God's word. A wise man listens to advice. Do we listen? Now, some advice is not told you personally. Some you hear from the pulpit. Preached here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. And we even have these special seminars like Proclaim. And I said there, this is what you use to new believers. And somebody will ask me, what do we use for new believers? And I thought, I saw you there. Just not listening very well. But hey, you know what? Let me just defend us sometimes from these critics who say we don't listen. Careful how you interpret me. It should be in context. Let me play the fool. Don't listen to them. They just don't see your vision. Don't listen to them. Because they're just envious of what you plan to do. Don't listen to them because you know more than everybody else. They don't see what you see. Sometimes that is spot on. One percent or less of the time. It is good to listen to advice. But that doesn't mean every advice you hear you will apply. But you just listen. You are sensitive because you're thinking that your idea, your plan is you. No, that's not you. It's just a plan. And we must learn to detach ourselves from the plan. It's just the plan on paper. A plan can be changed. You are human and you exist on earth. You cannot easily be changed or removed from earth. A plan is a plan. So don't tie your persona there. So that when somebody criticizes the plan, you don't have to feel hurt. Learn to make a plan. Oh, plan one, plan two, plan three. Make ten plans so you're never hurt. 
Number two, many advisors. One way to fail is not listening to counsel. The word counsel and advice are interchangeable. The fool ignores those who can give wise counsel. Yeah, the fool listens to whom? Yes, people who will always affirm them, like their friends who are sometimes liars. Is it good? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. You're going to make a lot of money. You know, sometimes it's good to have a friend who is respectful, yet not always nice. Let me explain. I beware friends who are super nice. I like to discuss with them and, and, and want to hear them. And sometimes they may have a perspective different from mine. I want those kinds of friends because it helps build us together. But those who will say, yes, it's up to you, whatever you say. Hmm. Nice people can be liars. But a friend won't say, oh, uh, I hope you don't mind. Allow me to say this. We should test this idea more, torture test it, before you invest any money. Oh, let's not talk business because Business you lose, maybe, maybe you can recover. But getting married to the wrong person. <laughs> oh, in that area, nobody advises me. I'll do what I want because I follow the advice of Hollywood. Follow your heart. You just do a survey. Hmm? A survey using social science research tools of married people with all their honesty. And listen to all those who said, I followed my heart. And how many would say, and we lived happily ever after. For Disney did a great job marketing these scary fairy tales were actually scary. You know what they were used to? To protect the children. To, they scare them. We still do it here. Especially in the provinces. Don't go out, it's dark. There's Mumu there. And some of us until today are afraid of the dark. Some don't even close the lights when they sleep. There must be a little lamp there. Why? Because there's somebody who might crawl out the bed at night. Or the cabinet will open and somebody comes out. Oh, that's not too Filipino. No, 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 no. The tree outside, there's a figure there that smokes cigars. But Disney has spun it around and put happily ever after. Not against Disney, I'm just saying, happily ever after, that's not the real life. You're looking for a partner in a long journey. It's a partnership. You don't get married so you can show off. You, can get, you get married to find a reliable partner that you can live with, and build with, and serve God with. It's not for the sake of just being together. It's being together for a higher purpose. So when I say, ladies and gentlemen, I do not advise puppy love. Oh, that term is lost. You know more close up close-up confidence. The target are young people smiling at each other without bad breath, right?
That's not true. Teenagers are bad breath. Ask their moms who have to remind them, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. I know it. I'm a youth pastor here. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just double check your children when they get home or when they leave. Uh, Now, one way to fail is just don't listen. However, the one who listens to many advisors, meaning seeing the different perspectives, seeing the different angles, the pros and the cons, and detach themselves from the element. And that's quite difficult when your heart is compromised, when the heart is sucked in and bewitched. Well, bewitched when it is a woman charming you. How do you call it when it's men? You're seduced or be warlocked. No, doesn't sound right. <laughs> You're under the spell of a witch or a wizard. And you must shake it off. Why? The heart belongs to God alone. Yet the urges of your body, your chemical urges comes in. Because it is time for these hormones to jump out and your testosterone to go at a high level. But you must be aware because you are not animals. Animals give in and give in and give in to what they feel physically and emotionally and mentally, whatever. But we are humans made in the image of God. Therefore, we can resist by God's grace. That's why we need many advisors. I, some people ask me for advice. There are times I say, I'm not enough. I can handle this part. Let's look for somebody who can handle this part and this part. Because what I know is here. I can be confident in this, but not here. Not in these areas. And that's how we should think. And my wife is wise as well. When I ask her something, she tells me, talk to somebody else. Ask me what's for dinner and I'll answer you. But in areas that she specializes in, of course, I value her input because she's my wife. And whatever major decision I must make, I consult the family. Not because they're experts, but because they will be affected by my decisions. And everybody must be prepared mentally and emotionally. And if one disagrees, I must listen and listen and listen and see if it is possible to create a compromise, an agreement. Not just because I'm the captain of the ship. You just do what I say. That's not the godly leadership God is looking for. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, yes, submit your husbands. And fathers, do not exasperate your children. Now, God's people must listen to advice that is grounded on the truth in every endeavor, especially in making major decisions, again and again, major decisions. Who you're going to marry, where you're going to live, Major decisions. But where you live, you can turn that around. Your career, you went through school and you realize this is not for me. This is not, uh, my skills are not aligned to this. My desire is not aligned to this. I don't enjoy this. I just realize now. Therefore, you make a change. Well, if you're already third year, just finish it and then change, okay? But if in your first year you realize, this is not for me. These are the dreams of my parents. Sometimes parents are so frustrated, they fail to become a certain individual. Then they say, my son will be that. I did hear somebody say, one of my professors, uh, he said, my father studied law. He didn't finish it. And then I was speaking to the son, who was my professor in college. I finished law. 
but I didn't pass the bar. And he said, my son is going to pass the bar. <laughs> is that even what he wants? Be careful what you advise if your mind is limited. So what do we do? We all search and research and learn and keep learning because the world is changing. Once upon a time when you say, CPA, whoa. Ah, attorney, whoa. MD, whoa. Now, suddenly the son says, Dad, I want to be a search engine optimization specialist. What in the world? Dad, I want to write code. Oh, what's a code? Uh, a program. I want to write programs. I just love it. Okay. No, son. Our family, we are a family of doctors, therefore you will be a doctor. And you say you won't make money there, boy, foolish old man. And that's sometimes who we are. You have not been reading in who are the most successful people in the world today. They do code. Wisdom for the future. Let's read verse 20. Listen to advice and accept instruction. That you may gain wisdom in the future. One must gain as much advice and instruction as possible, which helps for a better future. And that's why we go to school as well. But when you are in school, take note of what they're teaching you. It may not be updated. Because some of us professors are lazy. We're using the same material from four years ago. But the world has changed already. People who neglect advice and instruction are less prepared for the future. But the knowledge gained today will benefit one for a lifetime. You know, when we don't listen to advice, when we feel successful, we become foolish and stupid when there is success in our head. That's one. One must never think that success is what you have. You must see it as a destination, as a process. The process of growth rather than a goal to be targeted. I have nothing against goals. But each goal is just a signpost, a phase in your life, phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. But once you feel secured and proud, oh, careful. Because scripture is clear, whoever exalts himself, God will humble down. So what do we do? We humble ourselves in whatever situation, failure or success. We are always down there on our knees before God. For promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west, but from God himself who picks you from the dust and elevates you. It is not from us and it is not from men. It is from God alone. But people don't like to hear instruction. They will do it their own way until they grow old. And that's the only time they realized that that song doesn't really work. I did it my way. Somebody wrote a funny quote that those in hell, all those that fell, are those who not only did not pray, but those who said or sung, I did it my way. But it's not always about eternity. It's also about temporal things we do. 
Go ahead, keep doing it your way. Do not invest or spend for knowledge. Do not invite others more knowledgeable than you or even pay a fee for the knowledge that is due or a fee that is due you do not give. So what happens, you did it your way and that's why you often fail. A fool is not hungry for knowledge. They hate instruction. They usually like doing it their way. They see no need for good counsel because they feel that they know what they know is sufficient. And of course, we know Proverbs 12.1 also says, the fool hates instruction. Let us put an end to this soiree. Application one, do not be a fool. Let us avoid foolish confidence, which assumes that we are often correct or always correct. Instead, let us listen to advice. Let us seek advice from godly people who are knowledgeable. Yet our final authority is the Word of God. Some people are not aware of their foolishness. Sometimes we are not aware. Oh, I have done my share of foolish things. And it's because I asked no one. I thought the things I have formulated would work until it was too late. But thank God it was about temporal things, not eternal things. And thank God it's not about marriage, who I have to live with for the rest of my life. But if you are married, stop thinking if you made a mistake. Enough, enough. There's a deadline for that. The only day you should think of that is before you say, I do. But once you've said, I do, and it is sealed, and you have penned it with your hand, and it is witnessed by so many, then you have to believe it is done. It is finished. Not you are finished. The agreement is finished. And now, what shall we do? Let us make less regrettable mistakes or no regrettable mistakes in our partnership in this covenant of marriage. But I say this to the young who are restless. Restless at night because they do not rest. At 1 a.m., at 2 a.m., a cute boy would send you a message. Are you awake? Do not answer. Do not even open. Once upon a time, but maybe still is today, we're in a world of no morals, no standards. When you're in churches, say yes, amen to you, to the pastor. But when the opportunity comes, and you are wooed, and it felt good to be special. Then you answer back, and it becomes an addiction till 3 a.m. And your old mother always wonders why you have these black things under your eyes. Is that a new look, daughter? Is that makeup, or is that natural? You are naturally gothic. Um. Yes, the black lipstick and the black eyeliner, which is supposed to be an eyeshadow, but it is underneath. It is of a lack of sleep. Instead of dreaming, you'd rather speak through the phone. Not all love songs are correct. They're fantasy. And the boy who's so interested in you, you think that's a permanent thing? Oh, you have to understand how boys think first, to be wise. But here's the general rule, if you are unprepared, you never enter anything. And for gentlemen and young gentlemen, if you are not prepared to get married, 
Don't even think of a girlfriend. No, that means paying for the house. Paying for the milk. So what is the focus today? What is the advice from wisdom? Be prepared. So what do you focus on? Yourself, gentlemen. Your mind, your emotions should mature. You have to grow in patience, in kindness, in gentleness, yet be strong at the same time. Because you will face the thunder, you will face the hurricane. And the weak man is no use to the family. Because when you face that, you're the one who's going to say, by God's grace, everything's going to be all right. I will do what I can. I will suffer if I must. They need to hear that. It's not when the hurricane comes. You are nowhere to be found. Where is he? Where is he? He has gone and fled to the wilderness. So young men, let's build first. Ladies, be patient. Build yourself first. No panic. Gentle and quiet spirit means you're not easily disturbed. Learn not to panic. If you don't panic, you control your words as well. You can chill. Like Jesus in the middle of the storm, he can sleep. And the disciple says, Master, do you not care? Gee, our good Lord is really gracious, right? Because if I were the Lord, but thank goodness I'm not, and I'll never be. If somebody says to me, do you not care? I'd hold them by the neck. Do you know I came here to die? <laughs> what are you saying I do not care? Ah. But we, when we understand that He is in control, and whatever happens, we can trust the outcome. Good or bad, we can trust that His will pushes His agenda forward. And we are blessed to be part of it, no matter what. Praise be to God. Don't be the fool. Be the person who will listen and listen. Next, more good advisors lessen the possibility of failure by seeking wise advice. The failure to listen to wise advice is foolishness. Well, let me just put a caveat here that you also don't listen to every advice. No, you listen, but you don't apply every advice. You have to weigh everything carefully. But then to weigh everything carefully, the heart and the mind must be clear, a clear mind. Not the mind that is so anxious. Not the, that, not the heart that's obsessed. You ask for advice, but you're obsessed. Kill the obsession first. Can you do that? Oh, yes. No, I'm not promoting emotionless Christianity. But I think we can grow into not fragile Christianity. There's a difference. I still have emotion. I rejoice in the Lord. We should have emotion. But we should not be fragile. Oh, that, that brother offended me. That's why I'm not attending because... Oh, you know how you look like? Immature. Friend, brother, sister, grow up. He taught us forgive. Amen. More good advisors. Of course, avoid getting advisors, advice from yes men. We must get it from wise advisors. You cannot rely on them for wise advice. Instead, gather different perspectives. Then scrutinize and weigh everything carefully. Learn to make sense of the different perspectives and approaches. And that is beautiful. And for me, that process is beautiful. Should I or not? When I like something, first thing I do is like it 
and then kill it. Huh? Do I pursue it? Yes, but I kill it first so that when I study it, I put my position on the opposite side. I like it. Mm-hmm. Why do you like it? Okay, give me three reasons why. And I will give you reasons why you shouldn't. So I have to change hats and play this side. But sometimes I cannot play it so well. So what do I do? That is the value of negative people. Uh, Negative people with intelligence. Uh, You can find negative people everywhere without intelligence. That's common. You need somebody who will give you the negatives with intelligence. Number three, improve the future. Proverbs 19, 20, listen to advice and accept instruction that you're making wisdom in the future. One way of looking at this is you will realize it in the future. Because that's what happens when we receive knowledge. We have the knowledge, but we don't have that aha moment yet. Uh Oh, that's what it's for. Oh, that's how it is applied. Sometimes the aha moment comes later. Or the other perspective on this is learn wisdom now because you will carry it for the rest of your life. We should listen to advice. We should listen to instructions. If we apply this, we will gain wisdom which benefits us as long as we live. Let us never make a significant decision without listening to advice. Now, listening is not as easy as it sounds because many people are not used to listening to others. But that should not be us. We should find pleasure in wisdom. Otherwise, we risk a better future. Somebody wants to speak negative about your plan. You say, wait, let me bring out my notes. Begin. What else? Are you done? Is there more? Thank you. Then you go shopping again for others. Listen to advice. Listen to advice from godly wisdom and those who are knowledgeable about a certain field. You want to get married before you choose, before you make your step. Get good godly advice. Before you let go of that large amount of money, let us look for advice. So, I give you a piece of poetry simply called, Listen to Advice. Some play the fool and don't know it. They are unwilling to submit their hearts to the ways of wisdom. In time, the fool shall be undone. Thus, listen to godly advice of risks you want to be precise. Seek instruction like its treasure, then gain as much without measure. We need wisdom and instruction in every major decision. We should all plan well and wisely, gaining advice regularly. See the different perspectives, torture test plans and objectives, probability of success with wise counselors increases. Let us all rise. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank you for your words of wisdom. We acknowledge that through your word you speak to us, yet through wise counsel, godly advisors, you speak to us as well. But teach us to discern which ones that is from you. 
And we thank you for advisors who show us at different angles. One may show many angles. More will share a multitude of angles. Those detached from what I do, not those of fear or anxious or obsessed. Afraid to lose what they will possess, but give us, Lord, advisors. Advisors who are wisdom seekers. Those who are knowledgeable in their field, yet bow down in humility before you, yet are hungry for your word. Oh, surround us with people like that. And we thank you for a community that grows in such. May the gospel be proclaimed through this church community. Yet we pray, may people also see the wisdom, your wisdom, as we humbly try to live them and apply them. So I say, O oh Lord, we say, be glorified. And do not deny us the wisdom we need to face persecution. Do not deny us the wisdom we need when we make major decisions. Do not deny us, we pray, the wisdom we need to bless others, to give to you, to grow our reserves. We thank you and we praise you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of the Father and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. God's people say, Amen. Good morning.